Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And welcome back. Hour three of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Right here on My Talk, later on our My Talk app at your convenience. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Coming up in a matter of seconds, second chance romance. We're looking for love in the worst place possible. <laughs> yep. Our show. Here we are. That's right. Do you think we can ask B. Ooh. Arthur for a Mylanta budget? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Why haven't we done that yet? I don't know. No, it's time. Seriously. <laughs> it's time. And those then donut pillows, alert. you know? The yeah. little blow-up things. We need that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, because we have hemorrhoids now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just clenching, you know? Oh, just a, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little soft spot. And speaking of butt clinch, if this isn't bad, uh, at 8.30, we'll get bad because Holly and I watched, uh, started watching something that Alexis watched yesterday, and a lot of you have, too, Ugh. the Duggar docuseries. Shiny, Shiny happy people. Happy Oof. people. I can't wait to hear what you guys um, think. Prime video. But right now, speaking of butt clinch... Time for Second Chance Romance. Holly Roberts, who do we have first? We're going to start this morning with Jessica. All right. Howdy, hello, Jessica. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you doing? Really good. I'm really excited to be here today. I hope I get some positive results. We do, too, because you already are giving us good vibes. You sound very nice. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to shut my mouth now and allow you to tell us uh, your story. Talk to us. Tell us about your date, please. Yeah. Um, okay. So I met this guy, Ty, when I was at a bar, which is just like, you know, my regular place. Um, it was like I stopped for a nightcap and he was just sitting there. And, you know, I guess I was feeling bold because I just like walked up and decided to start a conversation with him. And like, you know, one thing led to another and like, you know, oops. We're back at my place. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. So, oops. Yeah. We're back at Jessica's yeah. place. So, Jessica, um, <laughs> what did you like about Ty? So much so that, um, oops, he's back at your place. <laughs> well, like, you know, basically, he's super hot and he was like down for it i'm i'm really not i'm not pretending he's my soulmate or anything like i'm not necessarily looking for my soulmate right now in life okay down for it okay so yeah okay uh so you weren't playing uh you know yahtzee or anything it was (laughs) yeah yeah we weren't like playing boggle yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah we were like just you know it was great like we had a great time. It was really, really fun. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like nothing like weird happened. We had like mm. great, you know, sex. And like, I will say, I did. I have gone for a very long time without it. I'm recently divorced, and um, 
So I don't know, like maybe my skills need refreshing, uh, but like, you know, it's not like I handed him an exit survey when we finished. So there's not a lot of, you know, I'm missing some information, you guys. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Please, Mark, one, two, or three. Yeah. How I did. Yeah, like, how's my performance? Oh. <laughs> oh, so, well, it sounds like, Jessica, you had a good time. And, uh, that it all went well, but you tell us how you stuck the landing on this one. Well, you know, he didn't spend the night, which is totally fine. I, I like wasn't really in the mood to snuggle or like, you know, make breakfast in the morning or anything. Um, but we did, we did exchange contact. So it, you know, I don't, it's not like he didn't want to see me again um, in that respect, but I've messaged him and, you know, besides like a few flirty messages, it's kind of been nothing. And, um, you know, honestly, we're all adults here, and the sex was good, and I would like to do that again. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And I love... Now what we you always, want. Yeah, we always appreciate people looking inside themselves <laughs> to to think of something that they might have done on the date to raise some flags, but... Um, yes. Well, Shay, uh, so, Jessica, we're going to put you on hold. You're going to be able to hear everything that happens next. Now, Ty has been on hold... All he knows, though, is that he's part of a, a, a dating segment on the radio. He doesn't even know that it's specifically about him and especially about you. So hold on just a second, okay? Okay, cool. All Thank right. You. Well, sounds like a fun time. Well, I'm I'm not as nervous as I usually am, but... Ooh, good. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, Ty. <laughs> Ty, are you there? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. You're live on the show right now. You're live on our show right now. This is called Second Chance. This is called Second Chance Romance, where um, uh, we reconnect people. So here's the deal. We got a really nice email about you from somebody that went out with you, to be very honest, and they want to reconnect. Do you remember going out with Jessica? <laughs> Yeah, sure do. Okay. Would you mind if I get a little more in your business? Would you mind if I ask why? It's our understanding that there's been nothing else since the first date. Is there a reason? Yeah. You know what? You should just ask her why she was texting the entire time we were hooking up. Wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah, she was texting the entire time we were hooking up. I met her at a bar, went back to her place, and while we were having sex, she was texting the entire time. (laughs) Looking at your phone is one thing. It's okay. But she picked up and she answered, and then she put it down, and then she got another text and another call, and then she responded. It's like she was more interested with whoever was, you know, on the other end than with me. Mm. Well, well, well. Oh, oh, whoa. So uh, uh, obviously that did not sit right with you. It was awkward. I mean, yeah. who does that? It's rude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, Ty. Uh-huh. Well, Ty, um, here's the deal. I'm going to cut right to the chase because you did, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Um, we actually found you because of Jessica and we actually have Jessica with us right now. Um, 
Are you nervous now, Jace? Uh, no, I'm, I'm never saying what I said before ever again. Um, let's go ahead and put Jessica up. Jessica, you're live. Um, say hi to Ty, and you heard what he said. Hi, Ty. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, here we are. <laughs> um, look, I had a great time with you, and I would really like to see you again, honestly. I mean, really? Did you really have a good time? You seem too preoccupied and interested on your phone the whole time. It's awkward, you know? Yeah, no, I, I get it. it. I'm really sorry. I It was like, I do remember that. Like, I just, I had to reply because it was like a work fire that I needed to put out and like it happens, but I had a really great time and like, I think we could try it again. Come on, a fire at 2.30 in the morning? Come on, I don't believe that for a second. I mean, you know, you're going to tell me that you're volunteering at some fire department? Come on, I don't think so. And, and and you say you were having a good time, but you couldn't put your phone down at all, even when we were doing it. Let's, come on, let's not forget. Oh, oh well. Well, 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 well. It's your well, turn, Holly. It's your turn, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. It is my turn. So, Jessica and Ty, it is my turn. This is Second Chance Romance. And we're looking at a second opportunity to get back together. And so what we do here is, you know, look, look, if you guys want to hook back up, we will offer you some gift cards to a place where you can go. Maybe you guys can talk things out. Maybe you can work out any of the kinks, so to speak, and and have a second opportunity. So I ask you, Jessica and Ty, is this something that you want to do? I mean, yeah, Ty, like, I, look, I, I promise not to be distracted this time. I really think we should give it another shot. Uh, I don't think so. Look, it was fun for a minute, but let me give you some advice. Next time you sleep with somebody, make sure your phone is in the other room. Yeah, well, that blue light, you know, distracting. <laughs> yeah, bottom line there. Wow. Well, well, um... Well, at least you know. Hey, Jessica, that's right. That's what you wanted. Yeah, uh, you got an answer. Yep. So, um, Jessica, thank you so much for giving this a try. And Ty, thank you for being a good sport and putting up with us on on a busy in a busy part of the day. So, thanks to the both of you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Bye, yeah. guys. No, thanks, guys. Have a great oh, summer. Bye. Put your phone down now. Can let Ty go back to bed. Sorry. He's a little, a little, a little tired. A little tired a little there. Oh. Oh. Uncomfortable. Gosh. Okay. I mean, God. Have you guys ever done that? Even with a long-time no. partner? That just feels like a lot no. of work to be answering texts and... Girl, back in the day, I'd just be so grateful someone wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> You know what I mean? What I'm are you, not getting like, on the t- phone. T- you're not T9 texting? No. You gotta focus. I want them to focus on the berries. Well, I'm on my blackberry. Oh, my word. Oh. 
you know? been a fun show. Oh, pro pro tip. Leave your phone in the other room. It's like, what, yeah. they, what they say when you go to bed? I mean, you know, put your phone in the other room. I mean... Yeah, I mean, Not it's like one thing, it, it's like, like a marathon or, you know, or to say, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. <laughs> You're never going to say, hey, hold okay, on let's a just second. Hold, on. For a hold, second. That, hold that move. <laughs> Stay right there. Don't hold go anywhere. I've got to text my friend Alexis about our murderous little person docuseries. <laughs> hold on a minute. Is that what happened last night? <laughs> Alleged, alleged. <laughs> she didn't kill anybody, and oh. the parents are the real bad guys. Okay, no. what does that say to you? You know, if someone's texting, like you don't matter. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, Whether you're knocking boots or not, yes, oh. that's what it says. Oh, second chance romance Tuesday and Thursdays in our third hour, and <laughs> we're a, a worse show because of it. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the dirt alerts coming up, and then shiny happy people. Uh-huh. Still ahead. Stay with us. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Back to the fun. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Let's get caught up with the big, huge, large stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Big, huge, large stories, Jason. You know, uh, they're the stories that we talked about at the top of the hour. That's what's dominating headlines today. You know, we are going to talk about the death of actor Treat Williams. Mm. Uh, He died in a motorcycle accident yesterday at the age of 71. Now, he was a star of Everwood, which was over on the WB back in the day. But more than that, he had more than 120 credits to his name spanning decades. He was in the movie Hair, 1941. He was also in the shows like Heart of Dixie, Blue Bloods, uh, the made-for-TV movie The Late Shift, Chicago Fire. If you're not familiar with Treat Williams' name, you would definitely recognize him for sure. absolutely. Yeah, he played um, uh, Ovitz, Michael Ovitz, uh, David Letterman's agent in the late shift oh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe he was nominated for an Emmy for that performance. I believe you're right there, mm-hmm. Holly Roberts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. An excellent character actor gone too soon. Yeah. Now the uh Dorset, Vermont uh, police department, that's the location of the crash. They made a public announcement saying that this incident involved a single car and Williams's mo- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Podcast.com. Motorcycle. And uh, according to authorities, the car didn't see the motorcycle. Oh. And so then there was impact. Williams was taken to a medical f- facility where he eventually died. So it's oh. just a oh. Oh, sad. So sad. So sad. So, so sad. Uh, breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, thinking about Treat Williams' family, his career, all of that today. Uh, Let's move on. Ezra Miller making a public showing for the first time in nearly two years on the red carpet for The Flash on Monday night. This is the movie that they're starring in. DC Studios is putting all their muscle behind this on rejuvenating the DC Cinematic Universe. 
And Ezra Miller kept it short, sweet, and acknowledged executives, essentially, is what they had to say. Thanking them for their grace and discernment in the context of their life and in bringing this moment into fruition, meaning, hey, we're releasing Flash in theaters and we're standing behind it. And yeah. here you go. So critics be damned. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really yeah. are. They they are in lockstep behind Ezra. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like we want his whole outfit too. I mean, this oh, is a side note. Oh, looking f- fashion moment. A fashion moment for sure. There were fashion moments on the Flash red carpet too. Yeah. Ben Affleck. He was there, of course. Yes. Playing Batman. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez, his wife, as his date, loved her outfit too. Oh yeah. So you know, throughout the publicity uh, rounds for the Flash, Ezra Miller hasn't been involved in any of this really. They've mm-hmm. been keeping uh, keeping them low key. So the fact that Miller. Showed up on the red carpet, made a statement, I think is a, a sign, perhaps, perhaps, that DC Studios is moving forward. Now we'll see what happens I, if the movie performs at the box office. I was just going to say that. I'm going to be very curious that Monday morning Yeah, uh, what, what the box office is going to be, if and, they're going to be penalized. Mm-hmm. And comes out this Friday, but Jason, you already saw an advanced screening of this, and you liked it. I really, capital L liked it. Basically loved it. I mean, it's a little long in the tooth. Um, it does get a little Transformers-ish with the battle scenes toward the end, but all in all, very few complaints. It was great. And, and I know this upsets people, who, but I, I'm just talking about the performance. Yeah. Ezra is amazing in the movie. Mm. Is amazing. I'm not talking about the allegations or what he has admitted to doing. Just talking strictly the performance. He does two performances actually, and is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, you can judge for yourself. And the Flash debuts in theaters this Friday. Let's talk about Kristen Davis. She's not looking to get involved in the feud between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Smart. Yep. Oh. She is not looking to waste her energy, those are her words, on getting involved in the drama. In a new inter- interview with the Telegraph view paper, uh, newspaper excuse me, over in the UK, Kristen Davis says you have to respect people's wishes, and I'm not going to waste energy on it. I can't change anybody. Smart. There, There's no winners if she got involved in that in any way. Um, yep. She also says something else. I, I had it on the sheet. We're not going to get to it today, but um, tomorrow... Kristen Davis had some real honest friends that ended up helping her. Mm. Um, and it's just an interesting conversation. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll bring it up tomorrow. But, yeah, uh, it, was, it was interesting. But, no, you can't win. And I don't even know if Kim Cattrall feels the same way about Kristen that she feels about SJP. Uh, you know, she basically said that she was, uh, uh, Kim said in that interview with Piers Morgan, that none of them were really friends. Not just SJP and her but that none of them were friends. Mm. So uh, does her beef extend to Kristen Davis? I don't know. Well, and, and fascinating enough, it's that I think that there is an element of the fans of Sex in the City fantasizing about the four lead actors being BFF in as much as these are four different individuals, professional actors coming together to create a fictional story. Yes. Yeah. No matter how you sell it, these folks have lives outside of this uh, sec- of Sex in the City. Yeah, they're just co-workers. Yeah. It's yep. okay. That's okay. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. More of these stories at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, ooh, ooh, child. Uh, Holly Roberts and I watched uh, the Duggar docuseries. Lex has already watched it. Next. 
Jason and Alexis in the morning. Uh, oof. Let's just get right into it. We have uh, one heck of a TV taste. What is this? A taste test? Taste test. I'm in. Oh, can I just try a little sample? Give me a test. Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present TV Taste Test. Child! <laughs> Alexis watched it. Holly and I watched. Uh, Holly, how many episodes are you in, my friend? About one and a half. Okay. I'm uh, three in. We're talking about Shiny Happy People, the Duggar uh, docuseries about the Duggar family made famous by TLC and hello to the Today Show. It's one of my takeaways. Mm -hmm. My God, why don't you investigate before you basically were a a propaganda arm of that family. Mm. How many times were they on the Today? Anyway. Mm -hmm. We were all fascinated. We were all fascinated. Started out as... uh, as, a, as an article in a magazine, then uh, the Duggar family, uh, I forgot the thing, they had like 12 kids at that point, got the attention of Discovery Communications. They got a special, which led to another special, which led to another special, which then led to their hit show and the various spinoffs. And Jim Bob and, and what, uh, what what's the mom's name? Michelle. Michelle. And then obviously leading to the scandal with the eldest son being uh, accused of having uh, child porn and molesting his sisters. And he's currently in prison. Yes. And the defense Mm -hmm. and the disgusting defense of him and his family by allies of this family made me want to throw something at my television. All and and some of these same people are now the ones screaming about gay folks and and uh, trans mm. folks and um and drag queens. Yes. It is the hypocrisy mm. is infuriating. But anyway, I digress. We'll get to something Ooh. a little uh, that's a little. Holly, what were some of your takeaways? Ooh. Well, I wasn't as shocked from Shiny Happy People in as much as I think I came into this docu series with some understanding. About the, mm, I don't even know if I want to call it a belief system of the Duggar family or the construct in which they live their lives, which is the Institute in Basic Life Principles, and uh, which is an offshoot. You know, the uh, talking heads in this documentary make it clear that they believe that this is not Christianity. It, it's kind of a spinoff of Christianity. You could make the argument that it's a cult. And so I knew some of the things going in there, but I think the depths, your emotional reaction, Jason, the depths of covering up the deplorable behavior, not only of Josh Duggar, but of folks who are involved in that organization and what they do to children in that organization and how they live their lives. That was very illuminating, fascinating and disgusting. 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 It, it's not Christianity. It no. is a horrible spinoff. It's like the Joni and Chachi oh. of 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 spinoffs. Mm. It's just it's 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 insidious. Mm-hmm. It is deplorable. It is disgusting. Uh one of the one of the clips I've pulled was from uh, like their not training manual, but kind of their homework 
that these that the women in the IBLP have to go through these training manuals. Basically, uh, instead of like fun coloring books like highlights that you would see at a dentist office, these books are basically showing different pictures of outfits, and you have to kind of circle the the whore. I mean, I'm not even making a joke. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, here's four outfits. Uh, uh, circle the ones that are um, bad. Well, because it's also not fair to the men because they're depicted as these monsters who can't control their sexual urges. Right. Yes. And, right. and it, they're blaming you for dressing in the way you do because you're enticing them. Here's and, a little. Ugh. Here's a little bit of that. They're talking about this training manual, and one of the people, one of the women that you will hear left the IBLP and is now speaking out of this documentary. In the wisdom booklet, there's these drawings. Wisdom booklet, that's what it's called. Of women, and they're wearing various different outfits. Can you identify the eye traps in these pictures? Yeah, they call them eye traps. Again, blaming the women for tempting the men. What's the eye trap? Is it the lace? Is it the slit up the side? The assignment is to figure out what's slutty about each woman's outfit. And so you circle, oh, it's the lace right here. Oh, it's the mid-calf length skirt. Instead of learning math, you're learning slut shaming. What is Joy doing right now? She's covering up the immodest dress. If we're walking past a girl that is immodestly dressed, they'll call This is one of the Duggar girls. Call out Nike, and all the boys will immediately put... Nike is code word for Duggar boys to avert their eyes when a scantily clad woman is near. That's also the goddess of victory. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then connect that till just now. Past. The winking eye. Those who fall to her boredom are stripped of resources and vibrancy of life. You are on display for everyone. You could be a trap for anyone. So if the pastor is molesting you, it's probably because he's attracted to the young woman you're becoming and it's your fault for seducing him. This is episode two, by the way. The clip that I'm playing right now is episode two. And Alexis, you referred to this. This is where I had a very difficult time. Um, a very difficult time. And you warned me and executive producer Jeff. Episode two is 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 diff- is triggering. Yeah. I, and I know that's a buzzword, but it's if you've had any type of abuse in your life, it's 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 uncomfortable to watch. Just a warning. <sighs> But here is one yeah. of the elders of the IBLP. Uh, Alexis described this scene yesterday, teaching in front of the congregation, pulling up a random child named Jason and teaching this auditorium full of people how to spank this child. Oh. And what's your name? Jason. Jason. Wow, that's a fine name. Well, Jason, I'm going to pretend that I'm your dad for a moment, okay? I want to tell you, Jason, you know, that Daddy's not pleased with the way you've, you've acted today. And you know it's wrong, right? And so uh, I'm going to spank you. So lean over here right now. He puts him over his and lap. Jason, you're a fine boy. Now you're he's going to grow up to be an outstanding man. And now he's patting the young man's butt. on your life, son. Is he laughing? 
Now, okay, let's see. You understand? Did you understand now? Okay, well, give Daddy a hug. I don't think you put yourself into that hug, son. So let's let's spank a little more. And he puts him back on his lap and spanks more as the audience laughs at this young man, this boy. You disgusting hypocrites. You're out there yelling about Cracker Barrel and Disney World and drag queens. Nonsense. Damn mm-hmm. nonsense. Yes. You disgusting hypocrites. Mm. It's Ugh. so frustrating. It really does make you angry. And then um, oh, as you, so angry. As oh, you yeah. continue to watch it, too, guys, it, it also shows, I guess, be- lack of a better term, but the infiltration of this methodology and um, ideology well, and, and, and that, uh, in other places that you don't even really expect. Right. Well, and like you said, Alexis, in the first episode of Shiny Happy People about the Duggars, you know, they don't have televisions or radios. They're living the footloose lifestyle up in the Duggar house. But when asked, Jim Bob, why are you doing a TV show when you don't let your children watch television? You're doing it because you think it's a form of ministry. And so they're yeah. going out there and they think that by doing this show, working with Discovery, that they're proselytizing and that it's it was an insidious proselytization because I'm sure oh. that there are many folks, many folks watching this show on the Learning Channel back in the day who had no idea what this show was really about. Yeah. Yep. And we're moved by it to maybe follow and join. Yeah. We just got an email basically from Eileen blaming uh, Discovery and TLC for allowing us as viewers to be fooled and manipulated by the Duggars. Mm-hmm. Well, there the- had to be some people. Uh, Don't sit oh. here and tell me there had to be people in well, the sea offices. Oh, and also later on, too, going on, with the paperwork, you guys, later on. Now, a lot of the Duggar kids were minors at the time of the when the show started. Now, many of them grew into adulthood and they up they still continue to use those contracts. So oh. there they could be. I mean, this, there could be lawsuits. We talked. They talked to Jill, who is the fourth oldest of the family who does not communicate with her family anymore. And she does make a case for litigation in the future. Yeah. Against her dad, against the network. I mean, you, we would be rooting for her. That's an understatement. I'll just say one more thing about as far as anger. I never want to hear, and I do not bring politics into this. I don't even mention political figures, but Mike Huckabee plays a prominent role in this last episode. Mm. I got. I'm going to just be real straight with you, and you know I call balls and strikes, and I, I I'm I'm pretty centrist. I never want to hear uh, a moralistic uh, judgment or speech from that man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear one word out of your mouth judging a drag queen or mm. someone drinking Bud Light. Insanity. No, just, at Sarah just, Palin and Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also named in this. Spare me. Spare me. Uh, Shiny happy people on Prime Video. It's real good. Keep the conversation going, everyone, uh, on Prime Video. Be prepared, though. It is, seriously. The the phrase trigger warning is applied to this docu-series. Yep, absolutely. Hit it first, Equity. 
It is official. Red Rabbit and Red Cow have the happy hour. We love happy hours. We love a good deal. Red Cow, Red Rabbit has both for happy hour. Let's talk about Red Cows today. First of all, Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 5.30. It's now longer than ever. What can you get at Red Cow's Happy Hour? There's a $6, 7 and $8 menu. $6 select tap beers and wine. $7 select margaritas. We got your classic. We got a, stra- a strawberry Fresno and a mango margarita. Under their $8 menu, get ready, people. Their legendary chips and dip, ahi tuna crisps. Their homemade cheese curds, truffle fries, double barrel sliders, and their famous 60-40 sliders. That's right. So today, before a Twins game or a theater production or a concert, run to Red first. Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 5.30 for happy hour. RedCowMN.com. And just like that, we're back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Coming up tomorrow... Little RuPaul talk. Lex and I both watched it. Mm-hmm. This season is, I don't know. I don't know. And looking yeah. at your face, you feel the same way. I do. It's. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Plus, uh, mm. Kristen Davis has some really good friends. I'll explain mm. uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I, I really I love that story. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But right now, um, Remember, our friends, how we used to give Alexa, not used to, we still do. We give Alexa, uh, we give Alexis a, a hard time uh, oh, because. About what uh, now? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, hold on. Let me put on my list. Uh, yeah. Take out the scroll. No, I'm not exaggerating when I say um, Alexis, almost every year, uh, she finds a group of Boy Scouts on the side of the road and she buys a wreath. Oh, yeah. And then uh, she puts it up for like November, December. And <laughs> then she the family le- now. Yeah. And then she leaves it up uh, till Memorial Day. She leaves it uh, all through the winter and all through the spring, and then she did Memorial Day wreath. She puts an American flag on it, and then the the bristles fall off, and then she's done. <laughs> well, uh, it's still winter wonderland outside. It's staying yeah. up, guys. Well, Holly has a story that'll make Alexis feel better now that she mm-hmm. needs to, that she is not alone in leaving stuff up for a very long time past its date. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I want to make you feel real good, Alexis. <laughs> all right, I'm ready, Holly. <laughs> we're going to the UK, where we're going to Yorkshire, where a Christmas tree is still standing in the center of town six months after the end of Christmas. Okay. A half a year later. Just celebratory? Well, no, it's because a pigeon lives there and it's illegal to take it down. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. It's totally a thing. There's a law in England... It's called the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Which, it makes it illegal to take, damage, or destroy the nest of any wild bird while the nest is in use or being built. Oh, this tree is looking is brand all- tall. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Dang, it's brown. And apparently... Bring back memories, Lex, of your reef. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> A crusty street pigeon has taken up house in this tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they can't take down that tree until the pigeon decides to leave. Oh, and it's wow. made a nest in the crusty mm-mm of if that, only that pigeon. Pigeons. If only that pigeon knew the chaos it's creating, you know? I wonder if it does, and it's just like a big F you to all the humans. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's like, it's, look what I can do. <laughs> 
I mean, look, I'm an animal lover, but I think they need to relook at that law for heaven's sake. Come on. Well, Move that bird. It's a story. Yeah, apparently the lights are on the tree still. <laughs> because they were advised moving it might disturb the pigeon. Yeah, they're not the ambiance. They're not switched on, though, because I oh. feel like if they switched on the lights at this point, that thing would go up in flames faster than you know what. Yeah. Truth. Just go. It's dry. It's wow. dry. That is oh. looking rough road. It's crusty crust. Well, I think it's probably a fire hazard at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. It has to be. I wonder how territorial they are with their nests. You know, if they'd ask other pigeons to join them or not. Nobody wants to live in that crusty-ass tree. (laughs) No. It's just one lone pigeon. Yeah, they ask their friend Myrtle down at the fish and chip shop. Maybe that's the lone pigeon who's just ostracized, like the turkey that walks by its by itself oh, in my you, neighborhood. Oh, like the pigeon lady in I Hollow think maybe the, tur- yeah. the pigeon deserves it. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying. That thing's going to light on fire. Yeah. I, this, I think, yeah. So it's nesting. We're just waiting for those eggs to hatch or what? Uh, yeah, we're waiting for the, not only for the eggs to hatch, Alexis, <laughs> but for the pigeon to move on with its life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll take care of it. Hold on a minute. Oh, oh, oh. oh. (laughs) I was wondering which weapon of choice you were going to use. I didn't know if you were (laughs) going to. Oh, gosh. There we go. Good Good news for the town. Yeah? Breeding season comes to an end next month, so the pigeon may move its nest by July. Okay. It's only in a month's time. Let's hope. Put the bow and arrow down, Jace. It's <laughs> 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 Aberdeen time. Oh, we're back to <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. Put your nest wherever you want. Okay, pigeon? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so much. <laughs> wow. Man, you have the bad shot, Jace. <laughs>